the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Christine Uptrick Show and the vibration of change. Um, there are people behind this show whose faces you don't see, and I want to I give a shout out to them. First of all, Olivia at Transformation Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for what you're doing. Hello, hello, and thank you for being here. And I want to thank Mr. Benny Mathers, who I used to see in the studio almost every week, and now it's like, ah, close, but yet so far. Hello, Benny. Hi, Christine. The spirit still runs strong, so don't worry about it. We're still here, okay? Yeah. And and, uh, how are your kids doing the week before Christmas? They're getting antsy. I think they've been antsy since last March, though, too, since everything kind of yeah. like, you know stayed in place. But we are doing well, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, and Happy Holidays to the rest of our listeners. Yes, Happy Holidays. I also want to give a shout-out to Kyle, who does all the behind-the-scenes work to get these people um, vetted and then scheduled mm-hmm. and make sure all the paperwork comes. And so, you know, we're approaching the end of the year, and I want to make sure to express my gratitude to Kyle as well. And I want to express my gratitude to you, the listener. So grateful you join us here. And I know that you might be listening live on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area, or you might be listening live on transformationtalkradio.com. You might be watching live on Facebook on Christine Upchurch, my professional page, um, or perhaps on Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page. You might be listening after the fact on my YouTube channel. I'm sort of getting my YouTube channel with the help of Kyle up and running. So you can find me there, um, or you might be listening on christineupchurch.com, or perhaps on one of the dozens of podcasts it ends up in. Um, but we're very grateful you're joining us, you know, wherever you're from and, and wh- whenever it is. We have been going through so much transformation this year, and uh, I believe that we've been going through a, a great deal of transformation for a couple of decades. Some say it probably started in the mid to late 60s, early 70s. But I think over the last 20 years, 25 years, we've been catapulting forward. And for some of us who've been in the consciousness movement for many years, we might be looking at the external world and saying, hey, things are getting crazy here. You know, what's going on? You know, we've been doing our meditating. We've been clearing out our shadow side. We have been showing up with the vision of what we want to create. And there is craziness. So the question becomes, what's going on from the higher perspective? And we have many guests on the show who talk about that. And we've got guests today who are talking about that very thing. We have two guests. This is this is going to be three instead of two. Um, we have Penelope Jean Hayes. She is a leader in the field of contagious and osmotic energy. I love this. We're going to talk to her more about this. Known as viral enology. And she's appeared on television hundreds of times as an expert guest, including Dr. (laughs) Phil, ABC News, and internationally as well. 
In 2020, she founded the Viral Energy Institute for Personal, Interpersonal, and Planetary Wellness. She's the author of, of um, several books, The Magic of Viral Energy, An Ancient Key to Happiness, and others. And we'll talk about one that the, the two wrote together. And then there is also Carol Serene Borgens. Um, she is a channeler and medium, and she communicates with this spirit messenger called Pax. And she channels wisdom in books uh, while also working on her own inner peace. And what's one of the things I love about what she says about herself, because as we step into our purpose, um, it can only help but, but transform us. She um, you know, knows that we're in a world of uncertainty right now. And through automatic writing, she's brought wisdom and guidance to people around the world since the 1990s. And she's got several books out. And this is the book that they wrote together. Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late. I'd like to welcome our two guests today, Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens. Hi, welcome. Christine. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank nice you. to have you here. Nice to have you here. And uh, let's hear from Carol too. We wanna to see Carol's face. <laughs> uh, Carol, there she is. Okay. You know, um, we're going through some mighty big transformation. And it's it's the sort of thing where people who've been on their conscious journeys for a long time may be thinking, wow, all, all the work I've done, the ways I've shown up as a healer or as a light worker doing whatever else professionally um, may not have made the profound change that I had hoped for. What's your perspective on that? Well, I mean, I think we would both have an answer to that. I would say that, thank goodness, we are all here, us light workers, because now we see this is the time for us to activate. This is the time that we need those skills and those insights and that wisdom and all of those modalities and all of the people who have the mindset and the intention to raise consciousness. We need them. We need you and all of us right now. So I think we've been in a period, as you said, of the last couple of decades of preparation. Preparation for right now. And in our book, Do Unto Earth, we talk about that we are entering into a new age right now. We are on that precipice. And we've thrown around this term, new age is something, you know, we've thrown around for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. sure. But we have been told by the spirit world that we are at the precipice of that new age right now. So I am so glad that there are so many light workers like yourself who have been so busy working on energy and raising vibration and raising consciousness around this world. And I'm, I'm uh, working on a book um, about spiritual myths. And what I talk about is we're entering a new, new age. It's, it's, we have to shift our perspective. We're shifting vibrationally in order to take that next step. And some say that we're about to start the age of Aquarius. There are astrologers who, you know, debate that started before, or if it's if it's not going to have started, you know, by the 21st of December. Um, but it is really evident to those of us who are tuned in that we are at the precipice and we are um, filled with opportunity, but also with that opportunity comes risk. You know, there's a lot of negativity going around and a lot of things that are extremely challenging right now. But one of the signs that we can be sure that we are on the precipice of a new age is just how 
common this spirituality has become that the things that we talk about that you talk about on your show used to be fringe and now it is the vernacular of all of us i mean certainly in the united states and many places around the world many many places around the world this type of spiritual discussion talk of metaphysics is now very much mainstream it's part of our vernacular so we can just you know look at those clues and cues and whether you're into astrology or not you can see for yourself that something's shifting here you know they're talking about this very mainstream and all types of different programs and um, you can even see people on on the news even talk about things mm-hmm. like this so we're very mainstream now and that's representative of the shift that's happening and i follow a channeler who um focuses on ascension now that that word was like either in only in religious circles about sometime in the future or after death um or just that was extremely fringe within the consciousness movement and now i mean she's got hundreds of thousands of followers on youtube and it's like okay you know people are really waking up so yes it extends well into the mainstream and it's it we're those of us who have been in the conscious movement are getting a broader and broader perspective mm-hmm. on reality it's really blooming it is it is mm-hmm. uh, so carol what do you think is going on right now from a higher level perspective uh with what some people would refer to as the shift people are looking for help people uh are needing help and not finding their way to uh, personal fulfillment in their daily lives and looking for uh, another way and learning perhaps now that there is a spirituality that they hadn't previously considered and learning also that when they do so, uh, they find uh, some peace, some direction, and certainly, excuse me, Certainly, our spirit guides, our uh, higher wisdom source, are are anxious to be fulfilling this need. Uh, they are right here with us, saying, "Please ask, and we're here with you." Yeah. So that that's a, a good point. They mention ask. Why is it that we need to ask? In order to pinpoint what a person is looking for and will serve their highest and best good, that ask is important. Spirit is out there. I I can speak to Pax, um, who is the guiding light for us at this point. And he he does not just um, attach himself to people or or causes um, without being requested to do so. There is a um, a need to share and impart wisdom and guidance for humanity. And spirit is so anxious to do that when humanity is ready. And that comes to the ask part. Mm-hmm. Only when a person is ready and therefore open to receive will this uh, communication uh, be its best and and bring what that person is looking for they they have to understand that there's truth and purity in the guidance but they have to be ready to receive it Mm -hmm. and 
my inner guidance also tells me that we've come here with free will. We've come here with this, this veil of separateness. And that um, although, you know, my guides tell me that, you know, guidance will interfere when absolutely necessary, unless we're, we consciously invite them in um, on some level, on an energetic level, it may, not, may be verbal, it may be not, but, you know, they, they're kind of standing back. And yes. so the more of us who invite the guidance in, the more empowered each of us become as individuals, but the more light-filled our planet becomes. Absolutely, yes. It's a, it, it's a consciousness raising, and it's like a, um, a tsunami of energy um, that is overtaking people now, and hopefully more and more each day. And thank you for your share in this and allowing our words to be heard. Okay, Penelope. Okay, before we get into the book, I I want to know what is viral enology? Anal yeah, yeah. I, said I, I think right. I'm pronouncing it correctly. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes, you are. Okay. Viral enology is derived from two words: viral energy. So it's the study of contagious energy in social interactions and the environments all around us. So. In very basic terms, we know that laughter is infectious. A smile is contagious. You look at a baby. This is a great little, very simple example. We all know you look at a baby and they're, you know, smiling. Well, what do you do if you've ever caught yourself, you know, passing by a mirror when you're looking at that smile, you're doing exactly that. You're also smiling. We who work on television know this too. People will mirror your emotions, mirror your expressions. So that's just one of these things about human nature that we begin to understand. Well, this is because of viral energy and it works the same with the negatives, with the heavy energy, with all Absolutely. of that kind of toxins around us. So some examples you could think of, you know, craziness on the news, you know, taking in too much of anything, everything that we surround ourselves with, our social environments, our friends, the atmosphere of our work environment, what does our office actually feel and look like? Right. All of those things are energetic impacts for better or for worse, mm -hmm. for the light or for the heavy. Heavy just meaning, you know, that the light is polluted by different toxins. There's stuff in the way of the light. Right. So we take that in. And the reason why we take that in is because we as energy beings have a semi-permeable membrane. And simply through osmosis, the process by which molecules move from an area of high concentration to an area of lower concentration through a semi-permeable membrane until they are balanced on both sides. This is the process by which we as energy beings take on and contribute to the energy around us. I love that analogy of osmosis. It makes perfect sense. And it's it's the sort of thing where you you can go in someplace, uh, you know, somebody's home or you know some sort of other different environment, and you can come with one mood and within <laughs> ten minutes feel completely different. Whether we're talking about going from feeling upbeat to feeling heavy, or feeling heavy to feeling lighthearted, and it's it's very evident to me that it it's there there's something in the energetics of it that gets through our field that affects our psychology. 
Right. So what happens when you marinate in whatever that we're going to call it an energy temperature for the sake of an example, what happens when you're marinating in an energy temperature that is, let's say, the lower vibrational energies for a chronic period of time? It's one thing to spend some time, you know, you have to do a certain thing, you have to visit with a certain frantic person, you have to go into a work environment or meeting that's hopped up. But when you don't, have the awareness, the mindfulness to mitigate your daily experiences, your home life, your work life, what you do to detox, you know, are you detoxing? If you don't do that, and if you are marinating for a chronic period of time in all of the lower vibrational heavy energies, what happens is this sets your presence. So in the work that I do through the Viral Energy Institute, I've determined through talking with people and studying and researching that energy sort of filters into seven layers. So the bottom I call hell. And we know what that means. It sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> and the next layer is ignorance. Ignorance is a pretty low place to be. Above that is indifference. This is, you know, you think that not caring is maybe okay. Well, it's not. Indifference is actually a lower vibrational energy. From indifference, there's wanting. Wanting is a place that a lot of people live in. Now, I'm going to continue, but think of these as rivers that are stacked on top of each other, like, like layers of strata in rock. And in those rivers, that's the flow that we talk about. If you're in the flow, well, guess what? If you're in the flow of wanting, you only get what's in that flow with you. You're not getting what's above or below. You're getting what you're in flow with. Above wanting is awareness. So this is a huge breakthrough from wanting to awareness. Then uh -huh. it's creation actively creating every day all of the things that we love to do and above that is the experience of heaven or the spiritual penthouse here on earth so those are seven layers that you can actually determine where your presence is living on a daily basis now that should matter to everyone because that presence is what you create your life with what you create your relationships with in your work so that's viral analogy yeah and i i, I love the example of being in staying in that river and and for instance the, the example of of wanting something you stay wanting something until you get yes. to that next level of awareness that you have yes. the ability to get to that next level of, of creating yes yeah. i love this um this analogy of let's say you're in a shopping mall but it's one of these department stores so it has seven layers let's say it's a seven layer department store uh -huh. And you don't really know where you are. Maybe you wake up in this space and you open the elevator and you're looking around, you realize, you know, I'm looking for yellow tulips. That's what you say to yourself. I'm trying to find yellow tulips. Uh -huh. You look, you look, you search this floor for yellow tulips. And then after much searching, you see a sign that says yellow tulips, two flights up. Uh -huh. So the thing is the yellow tulips were never going to be on this particular strata that you might be living and creating your life on. So this is why it's important to enlighten our energy and to be very mindful of what we surround ourselves with because it matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I understand this correctly, you were working on do unto earth when you met Carol, right? Yes, I can you, my, can you talk a little bit about your how you connected and, and why you began to co collaborate. Sure. So the do unto earth that I started with is a different book to what we have now. 
So my next book was slated to be titled Do Unto Earth. And I even made my company called Do Unto Earth. I just love this title because it's the golden rule. And we all know what comes next as you would have earth do unto you. So the message of viral energy from my first book, The Magic of Viral Energy, was now taking this message to a global scale. So looking at those mass pockets, giant tumors upon the planet of things affecting all of us. So you look at environmental pollution, it goes on like this. So the book was an environmental repair book that was focusing on global issues. So I was starting with that. It was a skeleton at that point. I knew what I was setting out to do, but I didn't exactly know where the information would come from. So as a journalist, I thought, well, I'll be interviewing people. I'll be gathering research. And this is how I'll put this together. Right. Well, then I received contact from Carol, who I had already known. I had been acquainted with Carol because she, as you said in the beautiful introduction, she is a channeler of spirit. She's a medium and a channeler. I had gone to Carol at this point for several spirit channeling sessions with PAX and they were phenomenal. They gave me answers to the questions that I had were all around this. They were around, you know, this second book as well as the Viral Energy Institute and the vocation is the passion for me. And so this is where my questions were. Well, one day I get a contact from Carol saying that PAX would like to offer wisdom for the Viral Energy Institute and what I was working on, this goal of planetary repair through these unusual modalities of looking at energy, looking at those impacts and other metaphysical spiritual modalities that I wasn't quite sure what that was going to be, but knew it had to be something different or it's just another book about the environment. So this was incredibly exciting. So we began that and within a very short period of time, we realized that, oh, not only is this wisdom for the Viral Energy Institute, but this is that book. This was the book titled Do Unto Earth. Mm-hmm. That's how it went. So Carol, um, you refer to this messenger as PAX. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you first connected with PAX and who PAX is? Oh, certainly. I first connected with PAX in the early 1990s when I was starting out to learn more about automatic writing um, and was connecting with some spirits that just um, wanted communication with anybody. Uh, There was an evening when everything changed. Uh, The energy in the room, in my writing hand, and the flow of the writing itself, the style. And it was the energy of Spirit Pax who introduced himself to me, stating that he had a need and a wish uh, to be channeled again of, because he had wisdom and guidance to share with humanity. And would I be willing to be his channel? Well, I was um, quite fearful at that moment because I understood that would be a pretty big responsibility. So asking for time to contemplate this, Uh, I did take one or two weeks, actually, before I realized that, yes, uh, I I could and I would. So uh, I had actually, at the time of the first contact, said, why me? Uh, And Pax responded, because you're new at this, because you have no bad habits, and you will change none of my words. So on that basis, uh, we made a, a... personal contract 
um, the other half of which was the purpose for PACs wanting to be channeled at that time was that he had anxiety about humanity, about planet Earth, and he had wisdom and guidance to share. And specifically, he asked that it be channeled, combined, and put into book form mm -hmm. to get out to the world. <clears throat> well, knowing at that period of time that I had no ability or contacts of people to be able to put it into book form, we, right. however, agreed, and I just, I began, and I started collecting Pax's wisdom and writing into many file folders, uh, which stayed there uh, for a long period of time until they could see the light of day. Mm -hmm. You asked who, how, who Pax is, um, spirit messenger of peace, uh, divine wisdom, um, uh, source energy, um, it is just, I used to consider Pax to be my personal spirit guide, but it is just obvious that it's extended way beyond that. Uh -huh. And he is intending to be able to make a difference in our world today, in ourselves as individuals through empowerment mm -hmm. uh, of each of us, which is his underlying um, message always is that we each have the power to make this difference that we wish to see in, in this world today and, through and that's that, yeah and, and that is so so important such an important message that we can be empowered that we should be empowered that we have the ability to become empowered um, absolutely yeah. it's yeah. it's almost like a passion with uh with the spirit uh, packs in right. everything he wishes to teach us he simultaneously shows us that yes we can we mm -hmm. have the strength to make a difference in our personal lives in our family in our village and globally if we yeah. choose yeah I, I love the fact carol that you took time to think about it i flash back to it was 2003 when i was learning something called reconnective healing and i was getting my reconnection session and there, I could see in my mind's eye two beings standing over me, and they said, "Will you gr agree to do this work?" And immediately, it's like, "Yeah, oh, this this feels good." Yes, not <laughs> knowing that it was soul contract, and it and it meant that I was going to be traveling the world. It meant that I was going to be teaching. That I had a whole lot of responsibility associated with that. So I have such admiration for you that you have the sensibility. <laughs> To think about it for two weeks <laughs> thank you we have to go to a quick break but when we return um we're going to talk a little bit more or perhaps a lot more about what it means to do unto earth and why it's not too late but what the steps are stay tuned for more with penelope and carol i'm christine upchurch and this is a stellar reflections minute years ago when facing cancer without any immediate treatment options i sought healing by making various life changes for a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day I realized I was consuming foods based on fear, fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, than it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? 
please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip empower and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease. From stagnation to forward movement. From old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there. But when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life. From your relationships to your health and well-being. From your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upshur Show here on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world, not to mention Facebook Live. Um, I am talking to the authors, the co-authors of Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late, Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Borgens. Now, Penelope, when we talk about Do Unto Earth, um, and the implications as we'd like earth to do unto us. Um, what have we been doing unto earth in sort of the high level perspective, both in the physical level, as well as the energetics? So we have allowed ourselves to really be taken out of the food chain of planet earth and not just the food chain, but the ecosystem chain. So in recent years, I'm going to say since the industrial revolution, things have changed dramatically, right? So it used to be small farms. Now it's factory produced everything. So we had the advent of plastic. So it went from glass bottles to plastic bottles. And this happened, you know, overnight. And yeah. so, so many things changed. And as we were so busy and so excited about all of the things that we could produce on an assembly line and in factories, we forgot about our place in the chain. We don't know anymore where our food comes from and where our garbage goes when we're done with it. It just goes. And so where it's going is in landfills and it's going in the ocean. A lot of things, even if it's recycled, if, if you really actually dig into that, a lot of those items don't really get recycled at the end of the day. There's little reasons why they don't fit the recycling programs. 
and, and, and I've heard that recently in the last few years, the paper that our, our recycling um, companies were selling, they were selling to China and China has stopped purchasing it. So I've heard that big bales of this supposedly recycled paper end up going to the dome. A lot. So the more you learn about it, the more you understand that recycling forever materials is not the solution. The solution is to not make forever materials. So plastic being one of them. So plastic is crude oil mixed with other chemicals and it's toxic to our food. A lot of people don't realize that it's off gassing. It's off gassing within our homes. The PVC piping that is now our plumbing used to be made out of copper. Now it's PVC, which is the most toxic of all the plastics. So what we've done, Christine, is we've become mindless. And so this is laced in our homes like veins and we breathe it and then we put the plastic wrap on our food. So in Do Unto Earth, I ask the questions and PAX channel through Carol responds with the answers. So one of the things is, we have the solution to the plastic problem, the solution to the water shortage crisis on planet Earth. So it's a book based on solutions, not a litany of the issues, but solutions. So we do talk about all of the major issues. We can go in depth about any of them. And we are given solutions, even replacements for crude oil, what will get us into space, um, travel at light speed and beyond. And it is a no fuel fuel which means it doesn't take, it won't need, um, right now, if you're traveling, there's a gas tank. And sure. on an airplane, there's something that holds the gas. This will be right. no more. There won't be any need to store liquid fuel. So that's all in do unto earth. All of these you know, breadcrumbs that our scientists will know exactly what's being talked about. So it's, it's fascinating, like something I've never seen. And then you mentioned the energetics. So energetically, all of those things we're doing are actually intentions and attitudes. So that's why it's able to happen, right? So it's not that there's a whole bunch of terrible people. There's a lot of mindless people. There's a lot of people who have allowed themselves to turn a blind eye, but we're not, right. we're, we, we, we have a head on our shoulders. We know what's going on. If we allow ourselves for just a moment to think about, you know, what is the factory farming industry? What mm -hmm. is happening to to those animals, those souls. Yeah. And Pax confirms they all have a soul. Of course they Just do. Think yes. about it for a moment and you will draw your own conclusion because you have a soul and your empathy will allow you to understand that there's something wrong with what we're doing. Yes. And that same uh, common sense can go for a lot of things. There's something wrong with putting water in plastic bottles and one-time use straws and one-time use you know, most of the plastics are a one-time use mm -hmm. and then they're gone. So there's something wrong with this. And so these attitudes, this indifference leaves uh -huh. an energetic imprint on planet earth. So mm -hmm. that could be over an industry. You can almost think of it like a hovering cloud over an industry, mm -hmm. but this is visible to not the eye, but to those who sense energy and it leaves an actual palpable tumor of mm -hmm. negative heavy energy which is full of the toxins and pollutants in an energetic aspect uh -huh. clouding the light so it's not much different to thinking of what cancer does in the body you know it's a tumor it's blocking the wellness that the body does naturally Same and as cancer. as it runs out of space it takes over more and more and more and that's viral yes 
contagious. Yeah. Energy Mm -hmm. is contagious. Now we know between people, we talked about a smile being infectious and you know, Mm -hmm. you said the example, somebody walks into the room with the negativity, you feel it, you pick it up. Maybe you end up in a bad mood. We know this between, you know, personal interpersonal level. It is no different on a planetary scale. So these are the energetic impacts that are affecting our planet. So we're not only doing the thing, the action, and there's physical pollution all over the planet, the air, the soil, and the water. In addition to that, in addition to that, there is an energetic impact. There is a repercussion energetically, and this creates more because it is viral. So it starts with our intentions, our attitudes, and then our thoughts, and then actions. But it all comes back to intentions. So each one of us have to reevaluate our intentions and what we want to create and contribute in this world. And that means that we have to get beyond the wanting to the awareness layer. Because if we aren't aware, then it's affecting us anyway. And certainly it's affecting Earth. Um, and yet we can't move beyond to create the intention and shift things. And this should matter to all of us because that place of wanting or that place of indifference or that place of ignorance even is not making anybody happy. So Mm -hmm. when we raise our consciousness, everything gets better. You know, the relationships get better. The job gets better. Your earning potential goes up. So these things happen and also wellness for the planet but none of us will have any happiness or any great lifestyle if we continue the way we're going. Pax says and do unto earth that planet earth has eight to 12 years left before a fail safe point is reached for the, right. for our place and the health and wellness of planet earth. So that fail safe point doesn't mean the end of the world. What it does mean is that if we continue in this trajectory, this ignorance, this indifference to what we're doing, that we will reach that point in that time frame that it will then become too late for the repair and parts of our planet have already started to die he says so carol does pax talk about the the planet actually dying or humanity dying off of the planet so that the planet can be regenerated um pax is telling us uh that mother earth is in danger uh at this time and not that humanity is going to perish. Uh, He does refer, however, to uh, portions of humanity moving off this planet to colonize another, while those left left here have the task of repair. So those who can move away uh, to another planet, colonize it, begin a civilization there, will do so. Um, But that is not to... Uh, abandon or neglect Mother Earth because those who choose to stay here and affect their repair will do so. His his concern seems to be more about our planet Earth and less about those who begin to colonize elsewhere. His messages, his his wish is for us to understand this failsafe point is coming, the tipping point, where no matter what we may try to do after a certain period of time, um, it will not be as effective at all mm-hmm. as if we started now and t- took it seriously. And he likes to caution us that sources of inspiration for us should be the way the First Nations people managed 
their 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 lands, their respect for the land, their respect for the animals, their right. way of treating um, all that they had. Um, they were stewards of the land and stewards of the animals, and they took with respect. They took only what they needed, and they right. were thankful for what they had. We're not. We're we're expecting to be given and not being thankful for it. And that reflects on how we treat Mother Earth and um, the lack that we're seeing now. Uh, and it's our mission, really. Uh, for, for Pax's perspective, it's our mission to look within ourselves for the power to understand what we're doing, to elevate our consciousness, and to make change. So what has Peck said about evolution and are humans different from animals um, and what our role is here on planet Earth? So I'll um, start with that if Carol wants to jump in at any point. So one of the very first questions that I asked was that humans seem very out of balance with the rest of this planet and that right. some people would say we're aliens to this planet because we're so out of harmony with the rest of nature. Mm -hmm. And the answer came back that you indeed originated from light years away. Wow. So that was, that was how we started. So it was one of those, okay, buckle up. We're going to go for one of these rides. And it was um, quite fascinating. Pax says that planet earth was colonized from our ancestors from many different planets over many different periods of time through our early human history and that it wasn't just one he calls it star seeding but it wasn't just one mm -hmm. star seeding but that it happened in different stages from different planets and different peoples and he said to look mm -hmm. to how your peoples look different different languages different mm -hmm. cultures and that this is indicative of the different ancestors, different planets and peoples to which they came. And that mm -hmm. this is evidenced in early cave drawings and artwork. And that if, you know, the people that know what they're looking at know this story to be true, yeah. and that the evidence is there and passed down through, through stories. This is really interesting because um, Greg Braden talks about research that indicates that there is something in our DNA that indicates it was manipulated. It didn't just evolve naturally. And that is scientific validation or, you know, suggests mm -hmm. that it could be scientific validation of what you're talking about, what Pax has talked about. Well, sure. Well, even the missing link is a form, uh, no information, a missing piece of information is a form of validation also. In all of our great work, all of the anthropologic wisdom that we have garnered over these many years, we've never been able to figure out the conundrum of the missing link. And there's a reason why. And so Pax says that, that no animals were brought to this planet, that all the animals, we're talking even the chimpanzees, the great apes uh -huh. were here. He says that there were what we might think of as the early man talk about Neanderthal, um, mm -hmm. the different, um, can't think of the names right now, all of the different early mankind that we think of, that we evolved from, that indeed some peoples did, that there was evolution in some cases that did play out on planet Earth. Some were brought in those stages, but uh -huh. that there is a link that is 
not present between the two, that we did not evolve from the chimpanzees is what he's saying, that there were fully formed, as we would think of them, humans, as we know Mm -hmm. them now brought, but also in addition to that, different peoples in different stages of development brought for different purposes. You think of helpers, worker Mm -hmm. bee types, they were brought at different stages of their development as well as highly advanced. And, and, and so you you know you know how politically incorrect that could be if you if you take a look and you see the differences in peoples you know uh, across the planet and say that perhaps they evolved from you know different plantings and it had different different you know people who were planted here um, sort of different species of, of humans that were brought here for different purposes. Um, well, and we do actually have one purpose, according to Pax. So planet Earth as a whole was the planet Earth project and that it is a very special place. And the entire purpose of it was to bring different peoples together to unite and to uh-huh. see how it's funny, right? Yes. It's funny because we're still working on it. <laughs> we, we are. Yes. Yeah. The, I, I love how quick you are at that. You saw where that sentence was going, that we yeah. were brought here to see how our civilization, meaning the word civil, develops and how we would work together. And he says to look at your differences and those are the strengths. So this isn't a matter of, you know, forget about the um, discrimination, inequality, all of these things that we're getting caught in the weeds. It is specifically the differences between us. Even in medicine, Mm -hmm. sometimes those differences are the strength that provides the cure to whatever that disease is. And that to look Uh at what makes you different? What makes you unique in all aspects? And to celebrate that, you, you're liking this. <laughs> I love this. And, the, and this is actually one of my chapters in the top 20 that's about spirituality. Yeah. This is we are one business. Um, yes, we are all connected, but we are playing different instruments in the same orchestra. And yes, we need to, to, to play our music beautifully together, but it is our unique gifts that provide this synergistic expansion uh-huh. because the sum i mean the, the 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 total is greater than the sum of the parts why would we all want to be the clarinet exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> this does not an orchestra make <laughs> <laughs> so carol um what does pax talk about relating to the future of um the the energy that we use to to get around and to, to live. Um, because right now we're dealing with fossil fuels. And uh, I, I know that there is some hope that we may be shifting into another kind of uh, energetic usage. Well, Pax is uh, very clear on this. And yes, uh, the shift uh, needs to take place as soon as possible. The idea that we still rely on fossil fuels is abhorrent. Um, on different levels and Pax's concern greatly is what we're doing to mother earth by all the drilling, the fracking, all the pulling out uh, beneath the surface, those things, whether they be crude oil or coal um, that we really do not need going forward because advances are made. They're there uh, opportunities and options exist. Pax is also quite clear in speaking about corporate greed. He doesn't hold back on that. Um, Why do these advances not come to the light of day uh, in many cases? Um, Because of lobbying of uh, corporate 
um, entities. Um, it, it is not and, at all. Pardon? And the connection and the connection to our politicians. You know, you say well, lobbying, but you know, that, and, that connection is to the politicians. And he mentions that slightly, but absolutely, that's you know, it comes from the top. And the fact that the alternatives are there, um, Penelope was talking about no fuel fuel sources, which Pax uh, speaks to us about in terms of interstellar travel, for one thing. Uh, these things exist. Fission, um, the fusion of fuels, all of these ideas have been developed to some degree, um, but also covered, covered up. Uh, and it, it's a it's a tragedy uh, at this time in our humanity that greed uh, takes. <laughs> I was almost going to see you know Trump's reality, but greed takes over um, where the best interests of both the planet and the planet's people uh, mm -hmm. could could be shown. Uh, it's just. Um, it's mindless, according to Pax. These mm -hmm. things exist, and we need to, in the, um, in the process of treating our planet um, the way it should be treated right now, and elevating our own thinking and our consciousness, we have to be aware of this, and we as a people have to have a voice. We have to speak out against this. We have the knowing that it's uh, the case that lobbying for um, for the past in the way of fuels, for example, should be replaced by the future in what is already determined to exist, but is being covered. It's yeah. our time now to find our voice and speak. Just one small example of this is down in Arizona, there's an abundance of sunshine for enough energy for everybody. And, um, people are not allowed to be kind of off the grid, so to speak, in most places. They have to connect to the power company. And it's it's like there's this, the the bureaucracy- Monetization. The, yeah, the connect to the, the politicians, the connect to the greed behind yes. it. Yes. Absolutely gets in the way. Yep. You know, just I know we have very few minutes left. I can um, quickly go through a few of those fuel solutions that PAX does speak of and do unto Earth. That'd he be points great. to hemp to replace ethanol. So in our gasoline that powers our cars, one of the things that is added is ethanol. And ethanol is just alcohol. And mm -hmm. it supercharges it. So ethanol is made out of different things in different countries, but in the United States, it's made out of corn. And the United States is the largest producer of ethanol in the world, exported all over the world. Corn, which should be a food crop, is being burned up in its number one use in ethanol. So the numbers are absolutely staggering. If that same corn in that same land used to produce ethanol was used um, to produce corn for food, it could end fa famine and starvation and really be a game changer wow. in and of itself. So what he says is to use hemp instead of ethanol, hemp instead of ethanol. And not only does it grow really, really fast, it's super renewable, and it takes more carbon out of the atmosphere than just regular trees. In addition to all of that, it uses very little land, all of those incredible benefits. It's also more effective as a gasoline. So he goes through different stages. So the first thing is 
well, let's, you know, see what we can do to fix what you're already working with. Then he talks about wanting to, you know, obviously the fracking is making our ground like Swiss cheese, not a good idea. You know, this yeah, and there have been earthquakes that have he originated at these fracking points. Too, of yeah. course, of course. And we're all starting to wake up to that right now. He also does talk about fission and fusion, and he talks about the hydrogen atom in particular. To look mm -hmm. at the hydrogen atom and that it would be um, split and basically smashed together. So, you know, it did make me think of nuclear, and I asked, is this like what they're doing at CERN? And he's <laughs> like, well, not quite. So it was an interesting conversation. You'd have to read it in the book, Do Into Earth. Yeah. He also speaks about the fuel for interstellar travel at light speed and that there would be one catalyst to get us up into space and that would be this fission and fusion and derived from the hydrogen atom and then once in deep space that we would be tapping into dark matter uh -huh. and yeah. dark matter would be the catalyst and what is used by ets other planetary ancestors to travel at light speed of course eventually it would be teleportation through thought but that's uh, uh -huh. a whole which which is apparently they I've 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 heard it channeled that thought is a much faster speed than um, course. than the speed of light yeah okay oh. before we go any further I want to make sure that um, we get to mention both of your websites Carol what's your website it's simply my name carolsereneborgans.com okay and I also see paxwisdom.com is that correct yes paxwisdom.com uh yeah that's how you spell that yeah it is paxwisdom.com and penelope's is penelopejeanhayes.com okay and, and all of our books information links to our websites everything is found on paxwisdom.com okay great um penelope one quick quick final word of um you know of, of what we can do for earth well we need to raise consciousness by sharing that we have the ability so the message is that we need to get involved in some way we need to take action for the health and wellness of the planet but it is not too late there's so much we can do so we just want to leave this thought that this book was for you, for your listeners, for your viewers, for all of the people, every person who shares this planet, this is a gift to humanity. So it's not about us. This is literally a message from the spirit world through two people who happen to say, you know, yes, I will participate in getting this message out. But this right. is a message for the human population directly from the spirit world. And Pax actually introduced himself as the God being. We are one with the universe, not the universe alone. This is what Pax says. We are the divine universe, yes, and the God being. It's a pretty powerful message from a powerful source. Yeah, love this. Thank you both for joining us here today. And I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. I look forward to talking to you again soon. And happy holidays. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.